Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today's gospel is a, uh, is a gospel that I think touches the heart of so many. I think it touches the heart of so many because you see this person, Zacchaeus, who is a chief tax collector. And you might have heard me say this before many times, but the tax collectors are uh, public enemy number one to the Jews. These are the ones who basically have disowned their own people and started to work for the Romans and not only would charge the taxes to the Jewish people but would also add a little bit extra for their own pockets. So these tax collectors are very wealthy. They were very wealthy and they made their wealth on stealing from others. Now you imagine as Jesus enters and passes through Jericho that Zacchaeus who is this man of honor, this man of dignity, this man of stature short in stature, but big in wealth, kind of like me, short, a little bit. And he sought to see who Jesus was. He sought to see who Jesus was, and I like that part, that he sought to see who Jesus was. He had heard that Christ was doing miracles. He had heard that he had done different signs and wonders, and he sought to see with his own eyes who Jesus was. And as I was reading this today, I asked myself the question, do I seek to see who Jesus is myself? Or am I happy with hearing what somebody else says about him? Am I happy with somebody else's experience? We like to hear sermons. We like to hear the work that God is doing in other lives. But I asked the question of, do you seek to see Jesus for yourself? Do you seek to know him? Do you seek to understand his comings and his going, his in and his outs, what he desires of you? Do you seek to know his voice? Do you seek to hear his whisper when you're going through a hard time and you need a little bit of of encouragement? See, Zacchaeus didn't let his wealth or his stature or his reputation hinder him from being able to go. And look what it says here but he could not because of the crowd. He didn't let any of the distractions or the hindrances stop him from getting to the Lord. So he ran ahead. Again, embarrassment. For a Middle Eastern man to run, like if you see a wealthy man running, that looks inappropriate, right? But in the Middle East, it's even more inappropriate. It says that he ran ahead. So all of a sudden, he sees this crowd. He sees this large volume of people, and he says, I need to see Jesus. I need to see him. And he runs ahead of them in his, like, Galabaya. You know, if you've ever seen Abuna run in Galabaya, it's very complicated. It's not easy. You know, we don't like to run in this. It's restrictive. But you see, he runs ahead. And he gets in front of the crowd. And then what does he do? He climbs this sycamore tree to see him. For he was going to pass that way. What's the extent that you are willing to go to see Jesus? What's the extent, what's the sacrifice that you're willing to make? How much does your relationship with God require of you? 
Let me ask you a question. Is the first thing every morning that I do, is God on my mind? When I make decisions in life, when I choose schools for my children, when I choose where to live, when I choose what parish, when I choose all the decisions, whether they're going to join this sport or not sport, is my consideration Christ first and foremost? Am I laying aside all distractions to be able to see him? Or do I just kind of go with the flow and Christ is part of my life? It's challenging for every single one of us because if Christ is priority, if he is the first and foremost of all things, then ask yourself yesterday or the day before, how much was he actually the priority? Did you sit with him? Did you enjoy his presence? Did you open up your Bible? Did you listen to a sermon? Did you pray? Did you acknowledge him in your comings and your goings? And I think oftentimes we want to see Jesus, but we don't want to put the work in to be able to demonstrate that the relationship is real. I want you, Lord. I want everything good that comes from you, but I don't want to do my part. I don't want to do my part to put on a little bit of difficulty in order to see you. What Zacchaeus does is, listen, he doesn't need Jesus in his mind. Of course, he needs Jesus. But to the, to the measure of the world, he doesn't really need him. He has everything. He has wealth. He has power. He has servants to tell them to come and go. He has protection. He has everything that he needs according to the standards of this world. But he knows he's missing something. St. Augustine says a very famous quote where he says, Our hearts are restless, O God, until they find rest in you. Because the heart, the human heart, the human longing is for Christ. And we try to satisfy ourselves with all the things that we have in life. We think that our material possessions are going to satisfy us. We think the numbers that we have in our bank account are going to make us secure. We think that the, uh, the amount of, of people that are friends with me or add me on Facebook is what makes me loved. Or Instagram, the little hearts for you young people or the snap, uh, you know, uh, streak, whatever you all do. We all want to be known. We all want to be accepted. We all want to feel part of something. And the human longing that every single one of us has is not going to be satisfied in the other person. It's always satisfied in Christ first and foremost. And Zacchaeus sees this problem. He sees that he has something that's missing. He sees that no matter what he accomplishes, no matter how much he accrues, it loses its luster very quickly. It no longer has its flavor. You eat a really yummy meal, and after how many yummy meals are you like, it's all the same. I'll never forget this. Years ago, I was traveling to New York City for uh, a weekend with my wife. Pre-kids, you know, we could travel and do things. and It was pre-priesthood as well. There was this, we went to this coffee shop, and I'll never forget this. I feel like it was a, a moment and the, the barista's making the coffee for us, and he says, oh, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, oh, we're from Washington, D.C. We came to visit D to New York and just to kind of explore. He goes, oh, same stuff, different city. And I thought to myself, huh, he's kind of right. What do you do when you travel? You eat, you drink coffee, you see different sights. Same stuff, different city, different expression, right? After we do so much stuff, everything loses its luster fairly quickly. So Zacchaeus feels what you and I feel. He feels what you and I feel when we feel like there's this longing, there's this something missing, that no matter what I, I, I acquire, it doesn't satisfy the deepest longing of my heart. 
So he runs ahead, he climbs a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. What are you willing to do today to see Jesus? What are you willing to do today? Is there something that is distracting you? Is there something that's hindering you? Is there some busyness that you have in your life that you know isn't necessarily like needs to be part of your day to day? Do you maybe go to sleep too late because you scroll on Instagram for too long and it hinders you from waking up and praying? Do you maybe spend too much time on Facebook criticizing what this person is wearing or what this person is doing or comparing your life to his? Everything is a distraction. But Zacchaeus leaves the distractions aside. And the Lord acknowledges that. He says to Zacchaeus, he sees him. He looked up and he saw him. He saw him. I love that. I love that the Lord sees every offering that we offer to him. There's nothing that goes unnoticed. There's nothing that you present before the Lord that he doesn't see. And he doesn't know. And he isn't aware. There isn't any sacrifice that you put before him. Any prayer. Any offering of of thanksgiving that goes unnoticed by him. The Lord sees him, and he says to him, look at this quote. Look at this powerful statement. Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. See, when the person longs for the Lord, the Lord never leaves him hanging. When a person goes through a variety of different obstacles in order to see the Lord, the Lord never leaves that person in their longing. He always meets them, and he dines with them, And he enters into their home and visits them. So make haste and come down and received him joyfully, Zacchaeus. He received him joyfully. And look what happens. After that, all the critics come out. Come on, I saw you yesterday. I saw you yesterday, Zacchaeus, collecting taxes. You're going to sit with Christ? And what kind of Christ is this that he sits with tax collectors? The worst of the worst people. What do they do? They criticize him and they criticize the Lord. They say, we know you're a phony. We know you're a fake. We know that you're the person yesterday that was stealing from people. How are you going to welcome Christ? And what kind of master, if he really is the God of the universe, doesn't see the heart of this man, doesn't see the brokenness of this man? But look what Zacchaeus does. He says, listen, I'm real. I'm authentic. I'm not doing this half-heartedly. I'm not coming to you just saying it with my lips and welcoming to your house. I want to demonstrate to you what I'm willing to do to show my real love towards you. So he gives half of, my good, of his goods to the poor and have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore. What? Fourfold. He makes amends. He doesn't just say, okay, now I've acknowledged Christ and I forget all the things that I did to other people. I make amends. And the Lord says to him, today's salvation has come to your house. For the Son of Man has not come to seek and save. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. This is the heart of the gospel. If anyone is here today asking themselves, I want to see Jesus. I want to know him. I want to understand him. I want to kind of know. I want to have peace in my life. I want to have clarity on the decisions that I make. Seek him. Seek him today. Set aside all obstacles. Climb your sycamore tree. Put aside all difficulties and say, Lord, I need to see you today. And in your desire, I promise you he will answer. In your desire and your longing for him, I assure you there's no one that comes to me that I will cast out. There's no one. Because he comes to seek and save that which was lost. This is the heart of the gospel. This is why this is the good news 
for every single one of us, that the Lord sees us in our brokenness and still desires us and still wants us to come to him so that we can walk away differently after experiencing him. Zacchaeus was never the same. And I welcome every single one of you and myself, first and foremost, to never walk away the same. To never let this encounter that we partake of in the Eucharist be something that we just do. Communion is not, a, it's not an obligation, it's a celebration. Communion is not something that we do because we have to. We do because we want to. We do because we need. So this is the Lord welcoming every single one of us and saying, today I need to enter into your household. I need to enter into your household today. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone comes and dines with me, if anyone opens, if anyone opens, behold, I will dine with him and he with me. That's what the Lord says in the book of Revelations. So let us all come before him in the feast. Let us all come before him and welcome him to our household, the household of our hearts. And let us tomorrow, let us today, put aside all obstacles that hinder us from being able to see him because this is his desire. His desire is that he has deep, loving union with every single one of us. This is why he came, to seek and save that which was lost. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.